Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode number 207 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? I'm your host, Chris Tripodi, and with me, as always, is Tony Pauline, and we're back this week with a special treat for everybody. Coastal Carolina wide receiver Javon Hiley joins the show today to discuss his breakout 2020 campaign, the improvements he's made so far in 2021, and a lot more as Coastal is off to its second straight hot start after last weekend's 28-25 win over Buffalo. But before we talk to Javon, week three of the college football season is behind us with Alabama outlasting Florida, Oklahoma again struggling to run away from an inferior opponent, and Clemson really doing much of the same. And that's just what happened within the top 10 teams. Tony, what stood out to you? The inability of Ohio State to, you know, to uh, put away a inferior opponent, if you would. I mean, they uh, that game was nip and tuck with Tulsa really all the way through until the final minutes. But uh, I thought the Cincinnati-Indiana game was terrific. I thought the Auburn-Penn State game was terrific. And we saw a lot of good play from uh, pro prospects in, in all of those games. So yeah, I agree with you about Oklahoma. As I said, uh, during the Oklahoma game, it was it's just stark how Oklahoma has seemed to play down to the level of their competition this year, as well as the fact that Nebraska just can't get out of their own way and just makes fundamental mistake after fundamental mistake, which is not what you would expect from a Scott Frost coached squad. We'll get to this week's show and talk to Javon Hiley in just a moment. But first, a word from our friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated side interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Just don't forget to use promo code NFL100 because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, without further ado, it's our pleasure to welcome wide receiver Javon Hiley from Coastal Carolina onto today's show. Javon, welcome to the Draft Analyst, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you for having me. Javon, this is Tony Pauline. Thanks so much for joining us. Congrats on your hot start. I know we're going to talk about Coastal Carolina, a school that up until last year, not too many people were familiar with other than the fact that you passed Coastal Carolina on the way to Myrtle Beach, but now it's turning into a pretty darn good football school. Right, right. We're starting to make a little noise throughout the whole nation. We're starting to be America's team. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously, as you kind of alluded to there, Coastal's really put itself on the national radar recently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last year's regular season, 11-0. and 0, But before that, Several lean seasons didn't have a winning season for, I think it was three seasons before that. Now you committed to Coastal after 2017 when the Chanticleers went three and nine, and you were a guy, you set records in the state of Florida. Um, So really what made you decide 
on going to Coastal Carolina and what other schools were after you in the recruiting process? So I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't recruited like crazy, crazy heavily, but um, what made me really come here was like the family atmosphere, like what you see um, us playing and different things like that. And everybody says, dang, they play hard together. And it's like, we really do play together. We actually love each other, you know, like we hang out after practice every day. We don't get enough of each other. And um, just you know, the bond we have with the coaches as well, you know, it's like, it's not, we don't even see them really as like coaches really. It's just like, they teach us like clearly, they teach us things, but um, it's like the respect level is different. I feel like than it is on diff at different staffs. Everything doesn't have to be so serious all the time. You know, you can have fun. And that's what we like to do. We have a lot of fun here. Now let's talk about the lead up to the 2020 season. I mean, with everything that went on, the Sun Belt was one of the few conferences that really kicked off on time and scheduled the full season. Was there any worry on your part that you, you, you yourself and Coastal Carolina may not play football in 2020? Absolutely. I mean, it, that was kind of the thing going across the country. You know, um, our coaches were telling us, like, we, we can't worry about that. You know, we got to keep our heads on and prepare like we're going to have a season. And luckily, we ended up having a season and playing all of our games. I think we only canceled the uh, first one, the South Carolina game. And that was because the SEC wasn't playing at a conference. But um, yeah, but they were we were back at home during quarantine and they were uh, sending us lifts and stuff and we were doing our lives and different things like that and just getting our work in by ourselves. And clearly everybody was doing, you know, doing the work, putting in the work because of the season we had, because if they weren't, we wouldn't have that season. And you kind of think in a strange way that maybe everything that happened and all the disruption in everyone's summer schedule might've helped you guys a little bit since, as you said, you know, the, the atmosphere around the program and, and just the mutual respect and, and everybody putting the work in, do you think there might've been a situation where, everything that happened really helped you guys get out on the right foot? Believe it or not, honestly, I think it might have hurt us a little bit because we knew that we were going to be really good. Everybody else didn't know, like, how good we were going to be, like, that next year, but we knew how good we were going to be. And it was kind of just came to light once we started going crazy at the beginning. And then, um, I mean, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say it really benefited us know just because when when you're here when you're like going through a summer workout and different things like that with your whole team it's a different energy there's a different tempo to your workout different uh when you're running different uh lift groups and different things like that you're just being around your brothers and creating that bond like i said um it's, it's just i mean i don't i don't really see people say that but i don't see how it can benefit you when you're away and now going into the regular season schedule first game at the time was kind of viewed as a, as a mild upset, obviously not from your perspective, as you kind of mentioned, but 38, 23 win over Kansas a month later, beat Arkansas state. You took care of a ranked Louisiana team. Then you beat Appalachian mm -hmm. state in November, but really the big game for you guys was BYU in early December. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously both of you, both programs had some cancellations, uh, got that game on the schedule really last minute. Can you got to take us right. through what that week was like preparing for a game that you didn't even know was happening. You didn't even know who you're playing. I mean, very short preparation. Like you said, it was, we didn't find out, I think until like Tuesday, Wednesday. So we didn't put in installs and stuff until that same day. And we had to come back for meetings and stuff like that after they announced we were playing. So we uh, made a whole new, 
uh, scheme. We had to learn a scheme in two days and then play that next day, I think. Yeah, I think that's how that worked. So um, they put in a, a new playbook, type, not playbook, but new schemes for their uh, defense and for special teams and the offense for their offense. And uh, we just executed well, I felt like. I felt like um, we had a good scheme going and that we executed it as a team. Yeah, you know, at the time when you played BYU, I believe they were uh, ranked as the number eight team in the nation. It was senior day at Coastal Carolina. And as you mentioned, you know, America's team, most of the country was rooting for Coastal, you know, fear the teal. And I remember sitting here watching and it was great four quarters. It was a situation where, you know, I wish they were four more quarters of that game. Yeah. What do you remember most from that game? What is the one thing that really sticks out to you? Really, honestly, the last play, I mean, like, it doesn't get any better than that because everybody says football is played on a game of inches. And the kid only had one more yard to go before he could have, uh, they could have beat us. So um, I'll say that's the, that last play is what I remember the most. And then just all the joy after the game was, was amazing. Obviously BYU had Zach Wilson, who was the number two pick in April's draft. He lost mm -hmm. late that same month in the Cure Bowl to Malik Willis and Liberty. Uh, he could also go pretty early in the draft in 2022. But you guys have a quarterback who's pretty good and, and really gets no headlines, and that's Grayson McCall. He is a player, though, that scouts really like. Obviously, now you see him every day. You guys really have some great chemistry going on on Saturdays. And obviously, mm -hmm. your impressive numbers really coincide with his arrival to the program last season. What stands out the most to you about Grayson McCall? The, the kid can make plays. You know, like, if something doesn't work out in the way that um, – we had seen it during film or something. He'll just make a play somehow. Like it's like no other. He really is the best quarterback in the country. Like everybody doesn't see it because I don't know why, but he just can flip plays and can read protections and read defenses like no other person. You know, after the Banner 2020 season for yourself and for the uh, for the Coastal Carolina program. Did you give any thought of entering the 2021 NFL draft? Um, I'm not really, honestly, just because, like, I, didn't, I love this school, you know. Like, I wanted to get my degree, too. So, no, I didn't really have any thoughts about going. And it was just, like, there was no reason for me to, honestly. Now, this year, you guys enter the season. It's the favorite to win the Sun Belt for the second year in a row second year of winning it, not necessarily being the favorite. Um, but when you committed to Coastal, did you believe that this program had the upside to really hit the heights that it's had? I did when uh, Coach Chadwell and Coach Corn had came and recruited me. You know, you can, you can kind of get the vibe off of a person if they really want you or if they really didn't want you or if they actually had an envision of what they are saying they wanted to do and – Coach Chadwell has done everything he has said he was going to do. Everything on that visit he has said that he's going to do, he has done. So, I mean, I hats off to him for it and Coach Korn for um, believing in me and this whole staff for believing in me. And really so far so good this season. You guys crushed the Citadel in the opener, beat Kansas again, second straight year the <clears> next week, and then he held on against Buffalo last weekend. Out of those three games, two of them over 100 yards for you averaging over 20 yards per catch, making some more big plays than last year, which 
involved a lot of big plays, but what would you say has been your personally, your greatest improvement so far this year? I would say stepping on people's toes and running past them. I I wasn't very good at tracking the ball downfield like I am right now. I worked on it a lot during spring and during the summer. We would go out and run a hundred of them, honestly, like during the day after summer workouts. And that's honestly what has helped me improve, just going out with the other receivers and learning learning from the young kids, like just like they're learning from me, what they do, what I can teach myself to do, what they do, and teach them the certain things that we do that could help them, you know. So I would say tracking the ball down the field is my biggest improvement. And would you say that having the offseason this year being obviously a little more normal than last year has you know, been able to really help you in terms of making those improvements? Right. And so like you had asked earlier, um, do you think it would help us? But um, that's why I feel like it didn't help us because we, we weren't able to get the young kids in and teach them the ways of coastal and how we, what we do and how we do it. You know, so being able to go out and during the summer and just work with them and work on my own craft at the same time was, is def- definitely more beneficial than not being here. Now, as Chris said, you know, you, you, you basically held on to beat a, a scrappy Buffalo team uh, last Saturday. You got mm-hmm. uh, one more tune-up this week against UMass, which is probably going to be more of a controlled scrimmage uh, considering the UMass program, although they do have a, a decent cornerback in Bryce Watts who came from uh, North Carolina you know, you move towards a conference play. You don't have Louisiana on your schedule this year, who could possibly be your top competitor. As you look at your schedules, you look towards the Sun Belt, although you don't want to look too far ahead. Uh, you look towards the Sun Belt championship game, which you guys are very likely uh, heavily favored to be in. Who do you think is your biggest threat for conference supremacy in 2021? Uh, ourselves, honestly. Um, if if we're, we can't go out there and execute our game plans, then anybody anybody can be beaten. You know, during the football football game, you have to uh, trust in the scheme that your coaches have put in, and you have to execute that scheme. No matter what team you roll out the ball for, on one side, if they execute and the other side doesn't execute, the other team is going to win no matter how much talent they have. So, I mean, I would say our biggest competitors ourselves, we got to just stay on our track and keep doing, keep fighting, and keep working hard. Obviously, you're a focused guy and you guys are really focused right now on the rest of the season. But I have to ask you, when you first got to Coastal, was the NFL even on your radar? Were you thinking about playing the next level? And, you know, is there a situation where you envisioned one day you'd be making all-star game watch lists and really be a player that people were intrigued to see what he might be able to do in the NFL? I mean, absolutely. You know, you, you have that dream since you're a little kid, you know, you're five years old watching people on TV going running routes and different things like that. I mean, it's always been my dream to play in the NFL. And um, when I first got here, we had a receiver that uh, actually got went to the Giants, but ended up getting hurt. His name was Malcolm. And he always would uh, help me with different things. And that's when I kind of knew I would I could I have the potential to be be able to go play in the NFL. And um that's really, I mean, yeah, I always had that dream and I, I want to live it out. I want to ask you about two of your teammates. The first one would be tight end Isaiah Likely, a guy that I've fawned over the past year. I mean, 
Isaiah likely looks like a, a wide receiver playing the tight end position, the way he gets down the field and, and makes huge plays. I know he's been bit, a bit banged up literally toward, since the end of last season, but tell me what Isaiah likely is like. What is he like in the huddle? What is he like in practices? You know, if you were a defender, what would you do to try and stop Isaiah likely? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Zay is awesome. You know, that's like one of my best friends. And uh, when we're in the huddle, we mess around all the time. He's the goofiest kid that you'll ever meet. He's down to earth, though. He's great. He's a good person to be around. But I was what I would do, I would strap him up. I wouldn't need no help. I wouldn't need brackets. I would jam him. So that's what we always talk about. And we flip it. And so he always says he would jam me. But, I mean, he's a great dude. He's talented. As you can tell, but I mean, the the more work he continues to put in, the more better and better he's just going to keep getting. And he does that every day. He comes to practice every day, trying to learn something new, focusing on something new. Is he as athletic in person as he looks in film? I mean, is he one yeah. of those guys that can sprint down the field and, you know, jam the basketball? Absolutely. Yeah. He dunks all the time. He can dunk. The other player I want to ask you about is, is sort of the opposite. That'd be uh, Cameron Brown, a Charleston Southern transfer, who I watched before he got to Coastal Carolina. He's more like a tight end who plays the receiver position. He's a big body dude who wins out. What, do you, what can you tell me about your teammate Cameron Brown? That he's, he's going to do exactly what he's asked to do, and he, he's going to do it even better than you asked him to do it. You know, you, you might tell him to – go block a safety, but he'll hit the safety and then sprint to go cut off a corner as well. You know, so he goes the extra mile to do things. And that's who I've uh, learned a little bit more from just because he's an older head, you know, so he's been in this offense when they were at Charleston Southern. So I kind of try to pick things up from him that he does. And with just like him, he tries to pick up different things that I do. And we just try to help each other just to get to the next level. Now, Javon, before we let you go here, just give me your top three goals for the next calendar year. So the next 12 months between now mm -hmm. and September, 2022, what are the three things that you would most like to accomplish? So my number one goal would be to help one of these younger kids here to grow, to be better than what I am. You know, we have a couple of young kids that are really good and I'll do my job is to help this program to continue to keep going on the up and up. So that's my main goal to help those kids learn from them, but also help them learn from me to how we work and different things like that. My second goal would be to win a Sunbelt championship. And that's more for my teammates, honestly, just because I love them and we would all be happy. And so would I. So that would be my second one. And my third one, was would definitely be to get drafted, you know, just to put the smile on my family's face and put a smile on my face about it. And uh, it's just been a dream, honestly. You know, you, you think about it. I was just I felt like I was just in high school thinking like, dang, I want to go to the NFL. And all of a sudden I have the opportunity you know, if I continue to do what I'm supposed to do and not get in trouble and keep my head on straight and keep balling, then I have the opportunity, you know. All right, Javon, that's all we've got for you tonight. Really appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Good luck the rest of the season. Go get that Sunbelt title. Go, uh, you know, help some of those young guys improve. And hopefully we get to chat with you again sometime in the future. Yes, sir. Thank you. Javon, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck. I mean, Coastal Carolina, it's, 
especially last year when everybody was locked down and especially here in the Northeast, you couldn't go to games. They were just a joy to watch. It was great relief. And that's carrying over to this year because I know a lot of people, including myself, are still rooting for you guys. Good luck through the Sunbelt conference play. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get to go to a big bowl game this year if you, if you end up uh, going unbeaten and, and you win the conference title. That would be great. Now, before we sign off for the night, a quick word from Balance 7. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. And apparently he's trying out for Pau Gasol's team. Lamar has been taking a new product he owes the credit to. Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. And now even for non-pro athletes like me and Tony, especially me as someone who just had a kid and is terribly out of shape, I might need some Balance 7 to help me with my hydration and oxygen levels because I'll need those workouts to be easier and more effective, especially as we continue to age through the years. And me getting older, but someone who's in really good shape and works out every day, I'm going to need anything that's going to help me to make these workouts easier. And now you can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use promo code BLEAF, you get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle itself lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, Head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for free shipping. I did. If it worked for Lamar Odom, it could work for all of us, too. Now, Tony, it was great talking to Javon, obviously Coastal Carolina, one of the stories of last season, as we discussed. And really good to kind of hear from one of the players on that team, one of the better players, and, and certainly one of the better NFL prospects as well. What stood out to you about what we heard from Javon Hiley tonight? Well, a couple things. First of all, they know what's going on at Coastal. I mean, you heard him early on in the uh, in the interview refer to Coastal Carolina as America's team. So, you know, the vibe that everybody was was really rooting for him last year, that spilled over, and you know that, that, uh, that they can feel it. The other thing is, you know, it's great to see him put, you know, what he preaches into practice. So what I mean by that is, but from the very beginning, he talked about how he loved the family atmosphere uh, at Coastal Carolina and how, you know, the guys are so close and, you know, they're, they're best of friends. And then when you asked him, you know, his top three goals moving forward, his number one was basically to help the younger players, to just, just to take a younger receiver under his wing and kind of impart his wisdom on the younger guy, which I think not only says, you know, tons for, for Javon, but also – you know, that Coastal Carolina program, I mean, uh, that was very, uh, uh, that really caught me off guard when you asked the guy what a top, one of his top three goals is, and it's basically to help somebody else, but good for him. You know, as he said, he was, uh, he's getting his, uh, he wants, he went back to school to get his degree. I I was also impressed by the fact that he said, he admitted he's got to track the ball better because if you read my scouting report on him, that was a concern. Uh, he seems to uh, down the field kind of lose focus of the ball. Obviously, he's got that ship righted, uh, and I think uh, you know he's a reliable guy. He's got decent size. Uh, we know he's productive. He's having a terrific 2021 campaign. So some good pre-draft workouts, some good testing before uh, the draft. I think he's a guy that 
probably will be invited to the combine. Uh, I absolutely think that, uh, you know, his third goal of getting drafted will be met. Yeah, I definitely found that answer interesting too. Um, you know, a big reason I asked him for three goals instead of like two, because, you know, you figure one of them, they want to win the Sun Belt, and you figure, you know, he wants to get drafted. So I was really curious what that third goal was going to be. Um, I didn't necessarily expect it, A, as you said, to be his first goal. Um, but, you know, knowing that he did want to go back, you know, a big reason, obviously, he went back is that atmosphere at Coastal Carolina. Uh, you know, they kind of want to finish what they started there. Um, but, you know, also he wants to get his degree. We, we talked to him about, you know, he's got to go do his homework now after the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I figured, you know, something degree or something like that might be that third goal. But, yeah, as you said, really, real nice to hear that and really kind of confirms that everything else he was saying was perfectly legitimate. Um, you know, just, you know, a good chat and a, a good guy to talk to as far as, you know, understanding what's going on with a program like that. I mean, for me, when he said we knew how good we were, we were just waiting for everyone else to see it. Um, obviously, teams are going to come into the season with more confidence in themselves than the outside world. But, you know, as you said, you, you could kind of tell, you could feel that it was legit. You could feel that, like, they knew what they had there. They knew that a breakout season was in store. Now, maybe they didn't, maybe they had goals of going undefeated. Maybe they didn't think that that was, you know, a stone cold lock or anything like that. But obviously they came out and they, they took care of business and, you know, they were able to, you know, really, use everything they had and use that atmosphere and, and kind of go out there and, and surprise pretty much everybody, but themselves, but, you know, just the confidence in there in both the program, the coaching staff, his teammates, um, you know, you can tell that they're building something pretty interesting down there at coastal Carolina. Well, a couple of things, you know, you joke around about how, you know, he, he, he we were talking off, off record and he said he had a, you know, he had a lot of homework to do and we had to uh, schedule the, the podcast around him doing his homework. And, you know, you joke around about that, but you know what? That shows a guy who's got his priorities in line. That shows a guy who's got who's disciplined, and and that's something scouts want to see. You know, the fact that you know he he's got his ducks in order, if you will, and and he prioritizes what's important rather than hanging out on a Thursday night. The guy's going back to do his uh, homework because he wants to do his uh, he wants to get his uh, his degree. Second thing is. You know, coastal this year is not going to be able to sneak up on people. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to surprise people. So uh, that's something that they're it's probably not going to come as easy this year. The other thing about coastal, and you don't want to say it now, is you know they keep winning, they keep winning. Are they going to be able to keep their coaching staff? I mean, because those coaches down there, as they build that program, basically, you know, from the ground up, the head coach and everyone else, they're going to be in big demand. So. You know, I hope they win this year. I hope they win, you know, Javon, Javon's a senior year. They do really well because I can't see. And, you know, like I said, most people know knew before last year, New Coastal Carolina as the the uh, school that you passed on your way to Myrtle Beach. Uh, not anymore. But I can't see that uh, that coaching staff staying there, the more success they have, because there's going to be big schools with big money contracts that Coastal is not going to be able to match. Uh, you know, knocking on their doors. Yeah, when he mentioned everything about the coaching staff and, you know, kind of was, was throwing praise on him, I had that same thought. I'm like, you know, this is a staff that you're getting to enjoy right now, but there's a definite chance that future Chanticleers won't have that opportunity, which, you know, is, is great for those coaches because if they're going to work that hard and they're going to, you know, succeed here, they deserve everything they get. But unfortunately for Coastal Carolina, it may be kind of a short-lived thing. It may be, but you know what? Now they're on the map, so it may be easier for them to get 
better coaches or, or better replacements than in the past. We have another quick word from our sponsors over at Play Action Pools. Exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Chris, you're the gambling uh, guy of this duo. Tell us how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. I was only one pick off week one, so it can happen. To enter, just go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor and pick'em contests as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And that's it for the 207th episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by Bet Online and the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on any of the major podcast platforms and leave us a rating and a review. And feel free to ask us any questions and give any feedback you may have as well. We'll be back next week with more on the 2022 NFL Draft. But until then, for Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi. Good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.